Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and more. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products. And we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject, and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you'll pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301-874-4900. If you press 5, you may even talk to Phil Yeager. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. Sounds to me like before you start opening up a cannabis store, uh, you better know, uh, be trained pretty well in this instead of just opening the yeah. store, right? And that's what this gentleman who I had on before, he runs these classes. All right. Right. Do you are you involved in those classes at all? Do you do you teach this or you just know it? Well <laughs> no, so we want to spread the, the the wealth of knowledge here as much as we can. And from an advisor standpoint, that's really one of the biggest things that we provide. It's really helping a lot of what our first time or relatively inexperienced business owners. Uh, you know, one, protect them from themselves, and two, make sure that they know what they need to do. And those are some, uh, you know, that's relatively widespread, you know, how, how you uh, would think about that. But realistically, there's a lot of knowledge to give out. And through whether the AICPA, the New York, any of the societies that are out there, uh, not to mention, you know, lovely podcasts like this, it's a great way to, to spread the good word. You know, no one's ever told me it's a lovely podcast, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, I called it as I see it. What can I say? Uh, is it me? That's I can't be lovely. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, but no, joking aside, there is a lot to learn here. Uh, and as a professional, even taking a step back, you need to make a very, uh, well, educated decision as to whether you want to take clients on in this industry. My professional recommendation would be talk to your partners, talk to your associates, talk to your in-house team, make sure that they're comfortable. I've been a part of a couple of uncomfortable conversations where certain partners don't want to be involved at all for whatever the reason, doesn't matter. Uh, before you start taking on those clients, make sure that as a firm, as an individual, whatever uh, level of the industry you are, that there is that comfort level. and. To make sure you check with uh, your insurance provider, that, you know, all, all the important parties involved to make sure that you can, because there are plenty of providers out there that say, absolutely not. And and it will affect really what, uh, yeah, what services you can provide. You're talking about liability. 
is your liability, it does cover this or uh, it doesn't? It, it depends on your policy. So talk to your broker, talk to your insurance people, make sure that you're covered. Uh, honestly, CYA is everything, let's be honest. You have, have you have partners uh, or you're not the only one in your company? Yeah, no, so I, I work for, for Gropsy, which is a, a 400 person CPA firm based out of New York. So it's not just me. There, there, there's a lot of parties involved here. So you have other people you can, you know, speak with about things and all that? Correct, correct. I never heard of, where is Galazzi located, in Manhattan? So uh, our main office is in Jericho, Long Island. Uh, offices yeah, in the city, up in Westchester, Boston, New Jersey, Florida. I'm sure I'm missing something, but yeah, we're, we're, we've got a, a nice little reach, and we have clients coast to coast. Florida is a good market. I can imagine the older people love to, uh, you know, smoke marijuana. Uh, well, while they're wearing their sweaters, they wear sweaters in July, by the way. Uh, which... <laughs> hey, listen, Florida is a huge cannabis market, and one of these days they will go for full adult use, and that's that's a game changer for the state. And you know, Jerry Seinfeld said, I don't know if you watch him. He once said. Florida is where the old people go to die. Have you ever heard that? I, I, I've, I've heard that once or twice. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. My my parents lived in Florida, actually. Uh, you know, they're, they're deceased, but they lived, uh, God, I remember, it was like, it was like the New York ghetto. That's what it was. It was called Century Village. You know? Oh, wow. And God, this, and you know what? The older people... Thinking some of them could be very crabby. Maybe that's why they should legalize marijuana there to maybe you know <laughs> ease them up a little. But uh, but do you know uh, the gentleman uh, who I had on for cannabis? I think the name of his organization was Dope. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, Dope CFO. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I'm very familiar with them. And uh, he's the one who goes around with classes and. And yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then uh, on cryptocurrency, uh, Dr. Uh, Sean Michael Stein. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do know him very well, yes. Because he's been on twice. I, mean, I don't know. He's, he's a nice guy. You know, I, we laugh a lot on, you know, on these shows. But, no, he's a down-to-earth guy. I really enjoy having him on. Yes, I, I, uh, I met him through the State Society. I know he does a ton of work in Jersey. Uh, no, he's... Super sharp. And he teaches at Lehman College, City College in New York. Right. Yep, yep. So uh, the thing is, do you think during, well, let me, let me rephrase the question, all right? You mentioned one internal revenue code section, 283. Is that- 280E, yes. I'm sorry, two E's in Edward? Uh, uh, 280E. Oh, 280E, I'm sorry. Uh, now, is that the only internal revenue code section that deals with these drugs? Well, that's that's a loaded question. So it, no it's certainly loaded. the most. I like. I, mean, <laughs> I, I should be counting here. Ten loaded questions. Uh, you've had a couple of good ones out there. I well, like thank it. You, thank you. Let, let me check myself off here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah. So 280, 280 is certainly the most prevalent, and 
it, it's the one that we need to certainly keep our eyes open for the most. It, it really dictates how we handle everything because for all intents and purposes, you're basically keeping two sets of books, if you think about it, because you have your actual operating, you know, what, whether you're using uh, QuickBooks, which by the way, does not you know, publicly admit that they uh, accept Canvas businesses, but you know, somehow they do. Though if you ask them directly, they absolutely do not accept a, that clientele, but that's, that's fine. I, I fully understand. Um, but yeah, so the books themselves, you know, you need your, to understand your operations. You need to understand how cash is flowing, how the business is being run. But then for tax purposes and really for planning purposes in general, you're really taking away all those potential deductions. You're basically eliminating half the P&L. Are there any other code yep. sections that actually apply just to cannabis or illegal drugs? Is that the only one? As I said, that's the most prevalent now. Uh, there's been, you know, 471 is always interesting. And that's something to, to keep an eye on. But as far as specific code sections, really, it, it's 280. That, that's the one that you really need to know in and out. Do you, have you represented any clients before the IRS? I mean, do they call people in on this code section? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes and yes to, to both of your questions. Now, what's, a, what's a typical audit like? Uh, have you represented clients in audits before the IRS with in the cannabis? Yes. And if I could sum it up in two words, it's prove it. It's what? So Sorry. what? Uh, prove it. Okay. So, oh, so they throw it on to the client. You prove it, right? Right. So, so they want to know, okay, you're saying that these are your costs of goods sold. You're saying that you're uh, allocating X, Y, and Z expenses, which, you know, in any other business typically would be just regular operating expenses because you wouldn't take the time to, you know, parse down necessarily. Now, uh, you know, you're saying that a certain amount of utilities, certain amount of rents, et cetera, et cetera, are really cost of goods sold. So prove it. What's your policy? What's your procedure? Who's in charge of it? What are the amounts here? Let's see some receipts. Let's see some, uh, you know, some time entry cards, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, yeah, it, it, in my, you know, anecdotal experience here, it was not adversarial by any stretch, but it was highly detailed. These IRS agents are very conservative. You know, what I mean, they Correct. dress conservatively, and uh, and I I would think that they probably have a bias against you before you even start talking to them. There, there is certainly some uh, predisposed notions of what they're getting into, but at the end of the day, they have a job to do, just like we do. Uh, going as professionals, very respectful, and present to them in a timely manner exactly what they need to see, no more, no less. So part of it is answering the questions they ask very specifically and trying to not turn it into a fight. I noticed also your, uh, for 2021, you won, once again, the 40 under 40 honorees, huh? Uh, guilty now, as charged. I've always asked this. How do you get to be uh, a, a what, nominated and what determines your award uh, for this? It's a it's a, a publication that has this, right? Accounting, Correct. the accounting today, accounting. What is it? 
Uh, most publications do have their own version of it, of course. Uh, this is a, a CPA practice advisor. Uh, I don't know, someone talks my name into the ring and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what the uh, scoring process was behind the scenes. But uh, no, either way, I'm very humbled and grateful to be included on that list. Well, you know, who, who, um, who nominated you? You know who nominated you? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. No I'm, I'm sure it's someone nominated. I was, You have no idea? I'm sure it's someone I, I work with if I had the best. Well, I have to tell you, I'm the one who nominated you. No, I'm just kidding. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have to guess you're under 40, correct? For and now, anyway. What exactly did you get as an award for this? Uh, a trip someplace? Uh, a <laughs> cryptocurrency? Uh, what did you get? Uh, not quite, but uh, the recognition was certainly uh, certainly great as, as part of that award. Uh, you know, we had a nice little uh, Zoom chat with the, the rest of the group, went over some things. It's really just creating a, a community of, uh, of all of us together that were that were the recipients of the award, which which was really great, to be honest. You mind talking a little about uh, cryptocurrency? Uh, I have just a question uh, about that. Sure. Uh, as you probably know, that a lot of athletes now have said, you know, instead of paying me a salary, pay me in cryptocurrency. All right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, cryptocurrency is very volatile, isn't it? Is it still a volatile currency? Although Correct. The way the stock market is going, all right, uh, are more people investing in that? There is no question between various cryptocurrency offerings and NFT options that are out there. Uh, it is skyrocketing. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And what's really fun and interesting about this whole thing is that there's more and more platforms, more and more opportunities to get involved. As this becomes more and more, more mainstream, uh, yeah, people are finding more things that they can wrap their heads around, more things that they're comfortable with, and the on-ramps to get in are becoming easier to utilize. Who backs these cryptocurrencies? I mean, you know, like uh, the money we have, the U.S. dollars, are backed by the good faith and credit of the United States government. Who backs cryptocurrency? Oh, boy. Uh, I hope we have another hour to get into that one. Yeah, so, well, it's funny you mention that. I have no place to go for the rest of the afternoon, but go ahead. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so who backs cryptocurrency? Now, what's fascinating about crypto uh, and, and a lot of this blockchain technology is there's a lot of times specific purposes for what a token is used for, for what a specific crypto is used for. And you have some, that, like in Ethereum, for example, that are the foundation for building coins. So. That and, it's, and there's some others like Cardano, for example, that are on that list that are really fascinating. You have others, and you know we, we don't have to go into too many uh, of the avenues here, but they're for specific purposes. So whether it's from uh, utilizing a certain network to enable transactions, whether it's to provide security, uh, any number of reasons. And then of course you get the bigger guys like uh, Bitcoin, which have taken on a life of their own. So there's, when it comes to backing, it's it's the market, it's specific purposes, it's the community behind them, it's people like Elon Musk who, with one tweet, can change the market. It's someone like uh, Jamie Dimon who, with one interview on CNBC, can sway the market. 
it's it's really a whole number of factors there. And when it comes to the tax conversation, that's getting more interesting by the day. The the guidance is starting to come together now, where we're going to understand how crypto is, is to be treated, and that's that's going to be a bit of a contentious point, and that's going to be a really important issue for really anyone who's materially operating in this industry to keep their eyes on. So the definition of a taxable event is really being established now. Uh, what stores take this as a currency instead of go, to go in and buy something? All right. Can you name a store that accepts cryptocurrency? Well, I can tell you that uh, a lot of places now have crypto ATMs, which are a shockingly lucrative industry to get into. So we have a, a few clients that are in and around that industry that, I mean, in all honesty, the first time I took a look at their financials, yeah, you go and thinking, oh, who's, who's using this stuff? You know, who, who's going to go buy Bitcoin from an ATM in, in a local supermarket or wherever? Uh, apparently a lot of people because I was floored when I looked at their balance sheet. So <laughs> there are definitely industries out there. And it's obviously, it's not all dark web where crypto's used. There, there's certainly more and more mainstream areas that you can utilize it for processing transactions. Thank God they passed that uh, new act, uh, the Biden Act, where we're going to increase the infrastructure. So I really feel that Westchester is going to get better broadband. <laughs> uh, if only. But uh, no. Uh, I, there might be one or two areas who need it more than here, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway, all right. If I go into it, this is what I don't understand about cryptocurrency. All right. Let's assume that I go into, uh, you know, a very nice store uh, like, you know, Barney's, you know, and I want to buy a suit. The suit's about $1,000. All right. Now, I know if I give them $1,000 in credit card or cash, that's $1,000. How does cryptocurrency work if they say we'll accept it? All right. What are the denominations of cryptocurrency? Well, you can get as fractional as, as you need to. So it's really about establishing the value in that moment in time to the transaction. Wow, that sounds, I mean, is that volatile? How often does <laughs> the value change? How, wait a minute, how often does the value change? Every second of every day. Wow. That sounds to me it would be quite hard to say, all right, I mean, does it? I mean, does cryptocurrency have like you know one, two dollar, three dollar, four dollar? Does it have anything like that, or you know exactly what does it look like? It's thinking about it the other way, so it's not necessarily in increments like that. It's in units, and so I think where you're getting to is what about is the value of an individual unit, and that really that's another loaded conversation. Because it depends on the coin, it depends on that moment in time, depends on the the use. So the couple of variables that you'd have to get through. Well, I was just going to say it, it, it's not necessarily an equivalent to uh, you know you have a a one dollar bill, a five dollar bill, a ten, a twenty, a hundred. It's not quite apples to apples on that front. So you'll you'll have units of Bitcoin, you'll have fractional units of Bitcoin, but it's really dependent on the value on the transaction. What? If you're talking about the NFT space, for example, if you're on something like OpenSea and you're looking to buy an NFT, it, it, it's priced at. What is uh, an NFT? You know, What's an NFT? A non fungible token. Think of it as uh, a digital representation of an asset or a digital asset in its own right. 
So, for example, during the World Series, uh, Major League Baseball allows you to actually buy a piece of a moment. So, for example, I was able to, well, while I am a uh, born and bred Mets fan, I, I did buy the last out of the, the last World Series. So, it's basically just taking a piece of that, that video of that moment in time and then being able to, to purchase it. Do you own a lot of cryptocurrency yourself? I, I may dabble a little bit. Well, what is that? I mean, eventually we all retire. You know, maybe we don't retire. But, you know, when we get older, <laughs> we might want to have some retirement money. All right. Would you say uh, that the, uh, the cryptocurrency is a good retirement vehicle? Oh, man, that might be the biggest loaded question you've thrown out there so far. <laughs> that That is a whammy of a question. So it depends what your risk tolerance is. Personally, I would diversify very heavily between a whole bunch of different asset classes. If you want to throw a little bit into the crypto space, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't stop you. And, you know, I may have a, uh, you know, a couple of shekels in, in that particular asset class, but so it's Israeli. Is that what you're saying? It's a real Israeli currency shekels. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, uh, more jokingly than anything else, but okay. yes. Okay, good. I know. But uh, but uh, you're saying it. You wouldn't yeah. have that much. You wouldn't have that much. I, I personally believe in a bit more diversity than than not. So what do you do for clients as far as cryptocurrency? So right now, it's a lot of tax planning because you have quite a few individuals, companies, funds that all of a sudden find themselves in a potentially precarious tax position where they either acquired or created new assets. And all of a sudden, the value of those assets is potentially significantly higher than it was before. or you know, they sold some stuff and they made a whole lot of money on it. And their their basis in those particular transactions was nil. So a lot of the individuals and organizations that we're dealing with didn't do the proper tax planning. So they didn't pay an estimated taxes. They didn't do any sort of projections looking forward. And it's considering where it's, you know, almost year end here, we have a lot of work to do. And again, we want everyone to stay in compliance and compliance as much as possible. You have a big department uh, of people who handle cannabis stores or and cryptocurrency. It's not you're not the only one in the firm. Oh, oh no, 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 no. We, we have an as you said, we have an entire practice within the firm that deals specifically with you know different practices for cannabis versus crypto versus real estate, et cetera, et cetera. So there's teams of professionals that are trained up to deal with you know really any of the specific issues that come up, depending by industry. Final questions. It's fine. I say questions, plural. Uh, where do you see uh, the cannabis industry going in the next five years? Uh, do you see more states making it legalized? What do you think is going to happen in the next five years? Let me put it this way. With what the budgets look like state by state, they're going to need every little bit of tax revenue they could possibly get. And I can't think of a better way than legalizing and taxing cannabis to, to make up for some of those shortfalls. So you're going to see 
cannabis legalized, you're going to see online gambling, you're going to see, you know, some of these new taxable areas really come about. So if I had to take a guess here, and it's a pretty educated one, I would say it's exponential growth over the next several years. And what about cryptocurrency being an acceptable form of uh, currency, I guess? I mean, well, you have, I believe it's, oh, I believe it's El Salvador that has made Bitcoin its official currency oh. uh, and, and accepted for all transactions. Uh, I don't think that'll be the first and only time that happens. So more and more vendors are coming on board. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done for it to be accepted, not just at a societal level, but from a financial standpoint. But a lot of the major banks and really banking and financial institutions across the board are either getting themselves educated or diving in. So yeah, I think like yeah, as this moves forward, it's Morgan Stanley, I think, is involved in uh, cryptocurrency. You know. Oh. Not not a question, and realistically, a lot of them. And if they're not, then they're about to be. So, I, again, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a hockey stick straight up, but you will see continual growth. Uh, I don't know if uh, if Bitcoin necessarily makes it to uh, a hundred thousand a unit, but uh, we'll see. What else do you want to say about uh, cannabis? Anything else you want to add to this uh, interview? Do your homework. Make sure you get educated before you dive in. Uh, there's so many cases of whether you're a CPA, whether you're uh, a financial professional, or you're an operator who wants to get involved. Make sure you do your homework. Make sure you know your market. Make sure you know your numbers. All I can say is do your homework. You don't want to be unprepared. You don't want to potentially make a mistake in this industry because the consequences are significant. And also, that being said, get training. Would you say they should get training in the area? Absolutely. Absolutely. Surround yourself with professionals who maybe know things you don't know or are open to, to discussing, asking and answering questions. You know, there's a lot of great resources out there. Uh, this is a really collaborative community, which you, know, you can't always say that about other industries. So this is a very friendly and open industry. Uh, and if, honestly, if you're not having a good time, whether you're doing deficit credits and, uh, or any other part of the industry, you're doing something wrong. This is a lot of fun. Even the tax returns, it, it, it's really a lot of fun. Well, I would think that if you use the cannabis, the debits and credits do seem to be very much fun. <laughs> More. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not even going to touch that subject. <laughs> All right, you don't have to. How's that? How's that? Well, anyway, Zachary, I hope we covered the things you wanted to cover. And, uh, I thank you very much for doing this podcast. And did we miss something uh, in this 45-minute, 50-minute podcast? Is there anything more we can talk about in another podcast that you think? Or we oh, I think there's a ton more that we can get into. Oh, God. Well, then we have to do this again. I guess we'll just have to. How about that? And I hope we don't have to do it in Ossining, New York. Okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, this For is anyone out there who doesn't know, there's a... There, there's a major penitentiary out yeah, there. Yeah, we won't, we won't in, talk uh, about it. You know, sing song, sing sing, whatever. Uh, but we sing, won't. Sing, mention, yep. We won't mention the name of it. Oh, we did. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, Zach, <laughs> Hey, have a uh, good holiday. I don't know what you celebrate, but have a good holiday. Happy, healthy New Year to you, and continued success in your 
you know, whatever your, your business, your career, all right, because you have more years ahead of you. I mean, I could go like that, okay? But you're a young guy, <laughs> right? So no, I, I appreciate it. And obviously the same to you and yours. I, I, I really appreciate being here and uh, I look forward to coming on again. Thank you. I appreciate you being on because I enjoyed it. You, you know, you had, you have a good sense of humor. You really do. And I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Well, anyway, that ends another podcast. And remember every Tuesday, all right, we have a new subject that we cover. And most people have said it's fairly interesting. We don't try to bore you to death, all right? Or else we'd be the cure for insomnia, all right? And we don't want you to be the cure for insomnia. So anyway, and by the way, I want to thank uh, the top city. We are the top city. And let me mention Atlanta. We get most of the people watching. Well, watching and listening, all right? And then second, all right, Boston's a big area. So. You know, I want to thank everyone who listens and watches from those two cities and any other cities, and also Japan, all right? We get people in Japan watching it, all right? So anyway, everyone, have a very good holiday, and stay well, stay safe. Let's hope there's no more of these viruses, and we can start going back to some type of normalcy. So, and I wish that to you also, Zach, okay? Thanks Take so much, care. and thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. You stay well, okay? You too. We'll see you again. Take care, and thanks for watching. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and more. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.